Hey, what's going on, guys? This is uh, Troy, uh, T Daddy Smooth Podcast. Ready to rock and roll, get this podcast taken care of. Uh, skip last week again. Um, I have a lot of good excuses, uh, most of them being laziness. Um, it's very easy to procrastinate. I'm like, uh, it's fine, that's easy if I do it during the day, but one day I might be busy, the next I might forget, next I might be lazy, and, uh, you know, seven days of uh, excuses that I can pull up pretty easily. But I'm here now. Um, you know, I find that uh, listening to podcasts kind of helps motivate me to record podcasts, so I do think the uh, South Congress podcast uh, helping out with that. Uh, podcasts you listen to are hardcore history, which is like four hours long. It's about history, so you know I like it. But at the same time, you know you might want to listen to something a little bit lighter once in a while, which this one definitely is. I listen to NPR hourly summary, which is like five minutes. So you can't really dig into that hidden brain, which is a nice podcast by NPR about like you know how people think and what you know influences their decisions. So yeah, I just listened to that after the jam. I had a 30-minute drive, so that was kind of cool. Um, I was going to record anyway, but you know, whatever can get you over that hump, go for it, you know. So as far as what's been going on lately, uh, I did want to talk about Netflix a little bit because uh, you know, pretty much everybody has it. I just want to you know go over a couple of things I've been watching. Um, so my whole feeling on Netflix uh, binge watching, which you know, I don't think it's the best name for a way to watch TV. My name. It's probably a lot better. I call it power watching. You know, um, I remember uh, when that show House of Cards first debuted uh, a couple of years ago. You know, it's probably like five years ago now, but you know, that's how time flies. Uh, people on Netflix are like, oh, we want to shut down the world for a weekend because we want people to just stay home and watch House of Cards for the whole weekend. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. And they were talking about the uh, phrase binge watching. And they were like, we don't really know if we like that because it sounds dirty, but I guess the name stuck, and that's what we're going with now. Like I said, I think power watching is a lot better, but unfortunately I'm not famous, or I have no influence, well, outside of my household. So uh, power watching is something that's not going to catch on anytime soon. If I were a famous rapper or celebrity, you know, we'd have a thousand new phrases out there now because I like to make up a lot of words, and uh, I like to make up a lot of... Um, different things, and, you know, I think people that know me usually kind of go with it, but don't know enough people. Anyway, um, somebody actually posted a uh, picture on Facebook, a friend of mine, about who was, like, the most, like, gangster person out of these movies, and uh, some of the people mentioned were uh, Doughboy from Boys in the Hood, which is who I voted with, um, Nino Brown from New Jack City, you know, ghetto movies, um, this one guy from Menace to Society, I forgot his name, sorry, I'll find it here. And uh, who was the other guy? Um, oh, yeah, Tupac's character from Juice, who, you know, he was most, uh, I think he was the most interesting of the bunch, but at the same time, you know, uh, I didn't really think he was that brave, to be honest. So, like, it's not like I like, looked at him like, oh, man, this guy, he's tough. He's kind of like a coward, you know, he needs to have a gun, got into fights. They thought his friends were around, but when they weren't, you know, he was kind of like, whatever. So I didn't go for him. Uh, Ice Cube's character, Doughboy, I definitely went for him because uh, I thought he was the most authentic of all the characters. Like, no one's scared or anything. I mean, he wasn't the smartest, and he was very small type. It's not like he was, like, one of his criminal mastermind, but whatever. You know, not like a serious pole. 
then there was uh, Nino Brown from New Jack City, who, you know, I think he was, like, the most, like, powerful person out of all four of them, but, you know, maybe it's Wesley Snipes. I don't think he's really that big and scary, uh, so I didn't really... I thought the character was more, like, I don't want to say goofy, but I didn't really take him super seriously. I was like, oh, man. Maybe because I saw the movie when I was a little bit older. Like, when I saw Boys in the Hood, I was probably, like, 12 or 13, so, like, that was, like, very real for me in a way because, like, a lot of, like, things that, you know, you know were fake now, they felt a lot more real when you were a kid because you it was hard to tell the difference as much. That's why wrestling is a lot popular, much more popular for younger people than adults. It goes beyond that. So, yeah, um, you know, like I said, the Doughboy character felt real, Neil Brown. I didn't watch New Jack City in full until I was in my 20s, so it's more like a movie and less like, uh, oh, man, this guy's crazy. I don't know what I'm going to do. So there was that. Uh, and then the character from uh, New Jack City, which I was actually thinking to myself, like, not New Jack City, uh, Menace to Society, I was thinking to myself, okay, I know getting the movie, I know it's a funny, well, not funny, about the guy uh, often do a couple of favors, the drugs and the... Uh, Bodega scene, or the grocery store scene. I mean, I know those scenes, but I didn't really know the movie that well. So I'm like, you know what? I think I saw it on Netflix. So I wonder if I haven't watched it yesterday. I watched it in a couple of settings. Um, you know, Netflix has this nice thing now where you can actually download shows to watch. If I'm in the car, if I'm in the car somebody's driving, and I'm just sitting there, I'm like, oh, I could watch a movie and not use my data up. But it seems like whenever I really want to watch something, that's when it's not something that you can download and take with you. So, you know, whatever. Uh, I, I use all this quality video for like the 10 minutes I was in the car and I watched it. I watched the rest of my home. And, uh, it was a pretty good movie. Uh, the acting wasn't the best. Um, you know, it was like 19, what year was the movie out in? 1993. So, I mean, acting changes, but, and, you know, the story was good, but, and, you know, I felt like, I mean, it's hard. I don't want to get too down on it because are there, are, is every single person in that movie a better actor than I'll ever be? Probably, yes. But, yeah, at the same time, I didn't feel like... I felt... You know, I think another thing, too, like, the average actor probably isn't a gangster unless you're thinking about the characters in that movie, that TV show, The Wire. So, like, you know, I felt very much like they were acting as if they how they should act as opposed to, like, you know, being in a sense like, oh, this is definitely how I would I was in my lifetime. You know, whatever. Small story. Anyway, uh, the movie was pretty good. It uh, wasn't great. Uh, you know, I actually never rated it. So let me get with the good old three stars here. Um, you know, I'm sure some people would rate it better. You know, actually, the main character in that movie, um, what was the name? Let me look that up here. Levin's Tate. Do this other show? Uh, I just thought about it while I was recording. That's probably why my... Uh, these podcasts kind of drag on sometimes. He was on a show called South Central on Fox, which uh, it was like when I was in high school, and I actually probably started Fox's long-running uh, long trend of um, having TV shows that were really good get canceled because they didn't promote it that well, and they didn't let the audience build, and they just canceled it. So actually South Central, which came on from, well, April 5th to June 7th. So yeah. Ten episodes long. It was a really good show. He was on that show, I think, and he was really good in that. Um, once again, I saw that with my 14-year-old uh, eyes, so that's probably why I liked him a lot better in that movie. Um, yeah. Uh, by the way, yeah, look that up, uh, South Central. Maybe hopefully that'll get streaming one day because that was a really good show. But you know, between that show and uh, one of my other favorites, 
Terminator, The Sour Connor Chronicles. Fox has canceled a lot of good shows um, that, you know, I caught on with them late, and then by the time I caught up, the show was already canceled, and, you know, whatever. I, I know running a business is not as easy as it sounds. I'm sure Fox had a good reason for canceling them, but I think if they kind of stuck with it and put a little more uh, the promotional muscle into it, they would have caught an audience. Because I know, um, I think the show Seinfeld, even Friends, I don't think they were, like, huge hits their first couple of seasons, but then... You know, because NBC stuck around, they got big returns on their investment. And, yeah, look at Fox. I mean, that's pretty much Fox's deal. If it's not hot when it starts, uh, then they have – it doesn't have a long shelf life. But that's another story. So anyway, like I said, I was going to talk about what I was watching on Netflix. I said that, like, uh, how long have I been recording? So that about 10 minutes ago, so let's actually get into it. Uh, I've been watching this show called Black Mirror for a long time. Um, it's like three seasons. And the first two seasons are not Netflix originals. And it's a British show, meaning the, the season is like three episodes long, which I didn't know you could even do a season that long. I know uh, The Office, the British version that was original, the first two, the two seasons of that were like six episodes. But I guess, you know, they got to go even more condensed, which is fine, because then you have, you know, they didn't really have any bad episodes those first two seasons. The third season, which was all Netflix, uh, it was a little hit or miss. <laughs> um, and basically the show is about, like, one, it's not a fantasy show. Um, it's more like a near future, like maybe this year, 2008, 2020, where, like, you know, it kind of goes over, like, different things in life and how technology is involved. And, you know, things are, like, you know, I keep really think about it. Like, this, these technological things sound really awesome, but at the same time, they have some drawbacks. So I don't want to ruin any of it, but... And it's really hard to talk about it because, like, I can talk to you about an episode, but then, like, I feel like if I talk too much, it's going to ruin it, and I don't want to ruin that. So uh, it's on Netflix. Uh, the first episode is kind of creepy and sleazy and a little bit sexual, which is fine. But uh, <laughs> you definitely watch that episode. Uh, and that is the least technologically advanced in that one because they really deal with the YouTube and, like, how um, I can talk about this one. So the first episode uh, is, you know, the show is a British show, so... The princess of the United Kingdom gets kidnapped, and the guy who kidnaps her records the video that the president has that sex with the pig on national TV. Um, if he and if he doesn't, you know he's gonna kill her. And you know, if it was me, I'd be like, okay, listen, you know, we don't negotiate with terrorists, you know, the United States line. But the president's, the prime minister's approval rating is very low, and they try to keep the video from getting out there. Like they're like, okay, like don't let this get out. But if it gets out. And, you know, 10,000 people view it in, like, five minutes. So everybody knows the deal. They try to delete the video from YouTube, like, you know, do whatever they can to delete it, which, you know, is an invasion of freedom of speech. You know, people are posting stuff. You know, the government can't really just jump in half the time, but whatever. Um, but then, like, every time it gets deleted, he's putting it out there. And it really goes over, you know, once something's out there on the Internet now, it's out there forever. And, uh, you know, it's kind of scary, but I kind of feel, too, like, the way things are, now that we're in that position, I think now when you do something embarrassing or whatever, you know, you say, hey, listen, it's there, and move on. So anyway, they want the president, so then the people really want the president to have sex with this pig because, one, the, the princess is very well respected, and two, they think the president's just being selfish, you know. <laughs> God forbid this guy, you know, have any decency. Um, but I would watch the episode. It is crazy. Uh, and there's a couple of episodes that are super crazy, too, so. 
Uh, season three, I wasn't super into it, but the last episode I watched was taking like four weeks because I kept falling asleep or texting or just not paying attention. But I finally paid attention to it yesterday. I was like, you know what? Another crazy episode. So I got one more episode to go, and then you know I'll find something else to watch. So like I said, my philosophy on uh, Netflix watching because I don't have cable anymore because uh, I'm trying to save money. I mean, I could get cable right now. I'm going to get a cable box with just basic service. So I can watch the Super Bowl, but you know, now I'm not working. You know, I still have money, and I could have cable, but I think uh, the more I spend, the more in the back of my head I'm thinking, okay, let's not let this money all go to go away. So, you know, I made some small cuts to cable. You know, it's nice and all. Like, if I want to watch sports or something like that, but it's not the end of the world. So I'm kind of cool with that. So uh, as I mentioned before, House of Cards. I think I've watched season one before, but you know, I kind of wasn't paying that much attention. So I've started watching that again. Uh, it's pretty good, uh, especially with the way politics are now in the United States. Uh, I think uh, in some ways, it's probably, I mean, it's a TV show, so I don't think that's how things work. But I think in some ways, it's probably a good idea to kind of be a little bit more involved in politics, or at least know what's going on, whether you like it or not. You know, these are kind of the big decisions going on that shape how your life is lived in some ways. So, like I said, it, you know, House of Cards is not going to teach me how politics works, but you know, at least... Yeah, it's it's fine, and then uh, I am actually like reading the real news or who what people consider the real news, depending on who you talk to. I watched this uh, special that CNN produced called the '80s, which you know it's talk, it's like a historical yearbook. It's like eight episodes or six. Um, a little disappointed the first two episodes are about television, because um, I know a lot of people talk about you know generations or you know different decades, how well like, technically these improvements, how think how great things are, but I think when people talk a lot about, you know, 80s, 90s, and 2000s, or 2010s, or almost to 2020 in a couple of years, no, I think it focuses too much on the entertainment aspect and the funness or inventions. Um, I guess the smartphone is a great invention. You have a computer with you. You can do a lot of, you know, stuff. I can record this podcast pretty much straight off my smartphone. Uh, but, like, TV shows, I don't think that's a big historical thing. I think it's just a form of entertainment. I wouldn't you know, look at it as something like that's really important and what's going on, but nevertheless, uh, the first two episodes are called Raised on Television, so maybe that is a factor, because they do talk about how, you know, in the 80s, I guess TV got a lot more popular. Um, the, I mean, I wasn't really a lot, I mean, I was born in 1979, but I wasn't really too aware of what was going on, because I was less than a year old. But I guess, you know, and the 70s TV was not as big of a deal. And, like, you know, maybe TV was looked down upon a little bit more if you're watching it all day. But in the 80s, a lot of good TV shows were out then. Um, so I guess, you know, things got a little popular then, whatever. Um, so, yeah, the 80s is pretty good. I'd like to actually look, read about more, like, historical stuff, like Ronald Reagan's years, the Cold War and stuff like that. But, you know, it's like six or seven episodes. I watched the first two, and I think they get into, like, real news after that. Uh, so Pacific Key, which is like an adult cartoon, which, you know, adult cartoons can be pretty funny, but um, I wasn't really paying attention to this. Uh, it seemed kind of dry, which, you know, I might like. Um, maybe watch that episode. I began watching the show The OA, which uh, is very popular. Um, I actually did download this one to take with me when I was driving to, you know, Christmas festivities the day after Christmas. And actually, I decided I'm just going to take a nap instead in the car, so have not really watched all of that. Uh, I did watch an episode of Jim and the Holograms, which was a popular cartoon in the 80s. It's more of a girls' cartoon, but you know, I don't really mind that kind of stuff. So I did watch an episode of that. Um, 
you know, it's funny. If, if you ever watch cartoons when you were a kid, you think the animation's like pretty good. But then maybe kind of doubt, you're like, oh, this stuff looks very like basic back then. Like, I used to love the Transformers when I was a kid, and like, if you watch an old episode now, it looks like, wow, this wasn't really like cutting edge of animation. Well, it's not the cutting edge now. Um, so Jim and the Holograms. Uh, I used to be on Saturday mornings as far as like cartoon block. Uh, I watched another show called Borgia, which is a Netflix original, I think. Uh, it took place in like some European time. Uh, it was pretty good from what I watched. I watched it a while ago, so I kind of forgot about most of it. Uh, Brickleberry was actually really funny. It's another adult cartoon. Uh, you know, kind of sleazy. Uh, one thing that does happen with adult cartoons is they focus on. Hey again. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so I got like three phone calls uh, during the first part of the podcast, and somehow the last phone call actually stopped the recording. So I probably spoke for another four minutes after, um, you know, the recording stopped until I realized, and I cursed for a little bit, and I was like, "Well, I'll do this tomorrow." But you know, I might actually do it today because uh, I got this uh, nice program called Audacity. It's free. I'm gonna try to merge both recordings together. I'll figure it out one way or another. I, Hopefully, I'll put it up today. Uh, also, notice the audio quality probably is not the best, so I'm going to have to figure some way of working around that. Um, I'm using a Blue G, LG Bluetooth headset I have to record. Um, I'll be honest, I don't want to listen to the podcast after I record it, so maybe it's time to look to buy another, um, like a microphone slash headset thing I just plug into my phone. I've also... Uh, Put my phone on Do Not Disturb right now, so I do have the challenge of making sure I take it off Do Not Disturb, which I'll probably forget, but whatever, you know. They whatever a lot here. Anyway, yeah, so uh, Brickleberry was okay. Uh, the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, I don't think I got a chance to talk about that. That was the last show I was going to mention, so no big deal. Uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is about this girl who, like, I guess she was, like, living in a bomb shelter or something. She was in a cult. Uh, so they convinced her, like, the world was ending, like, you know, there was, like, nuclear war out there. So then they rescue her, and now she's, like, living in the real world. It could be a... It's just going multiple directions. It probably could be really sad and, like, scary, this girl, like, trying to get acclimated to the world. But they went for this happy-go-lucky show where a lot of funny things happen. Um, so, yeah, maybe they'll... Maybe somebody will get the idea to do another show like Kimmy Schmidt, but do it a little more serious tone with the, all the negative things that can be going about. So with that being said, uh, I, got, I went through a couple of topics and I skipped over. Anyway, on the Google Home uh, little thing I have, um, you can guess for inspirational quotes or like good quotes and stuff like that. And uh, I got a really cool one I like. Uh, I think it was by Lewis Stevenson, I could be wrong, or somebody, under Daniel Hawthorne, I think. And I don't know the exact words, but the quote was, do not measure success by the crops that you harvest, but by the seeds that you plant. Meaning, you know, um, let's say a good day might be setting yourself up for rewards as opposed to the reward. Um, when I read Steve Jobs' biography, which is a great book, um, you know, it's... Uh, I don't read a ton of biographies, but I felt it was pretty honest. Um, Steve Jobs asked somebody to write it for him, uh, and he said he would just tell the story the right way and not, you know, make Steve Jobs out to be a better person than he is or a worse person. So, you know, Steve Jobs, he, he was brilliant in a lot of ways. 
Um, mildly evil, but, you know, I guess everybody's that way in a little bit when they're super successful. But, you know, one thing you always said when they were, like, doing stuff, like building the first Apple computers, he had a quote where, like, he said, the journey is the reward. And I think that is something that, uh, you know, we do lose sometimes, you know. Success is great, but what you do to get to success, you know, is probably where you get the most enjoyment out of it. So, like, you know, to speak in big terms, like, let's say you become, a, like, a millionaire or a billionaire one day, it's probably a lot more rewarding to get there on your own, like, to put the work in to get your success and then maybe just have it handed to you. Uh, you know, kind of like how we see, like, these uh, lottery winners. Uh, it's always a big story how lottery winners always, like, uh, end up broke or depressed. And uh, maybe that's why they get handed all this money to them. Which they, you know, they know they didn't earn. I mean, some of them might think that, like, oh, I, I played the right numbers. I had the math figured out. But I think the average lottery winner knows the deal. And, uh, you know, they spend the money. They don't, have, they don't have as much respect for it. I'm not saying there's a bad people, but it's hard to respect your money as much when you just get it handed to you. And then they're broke, and they usually end up in a worse, worse position when they started. So. But, you know, I hear a lot of people that they earn the money, and uh, maybe it's not so much the same. Uh, I could be wrong, but that is a theory. So, uh, yesterday was Martin Luther King Day, a very big holiday in America. Well, it's a holiday. It's a national holiday. So uh, it's not like Labor Day, Memorial Day. We go out partying. It's middle of the winter, so you're not going to be doing too much except taking a day off from work. Uh, you know, you know, a lot of people do reflect. Um, you know, there's a big race issue in this country. Um, too many people they would say that. Uh, there are people that say there's no race issue, but I think there's a little bit of naiveness there. But you know, I think as we're learning now, especially in the United States, probably other countries, is uh, everyone does have their own opinion, and everybody feels feels their opinion is valid. So if somebody says there's not a race issue, either a they're lying, or b they really, really feel that way. Um, and, you know, just one of the things, you know, even if you don't think somebody's smart or they have nothing to prove that they're smart or they say dumb things a lie, you know, we are in a society now where that person believes it so much where they think you're the liar or they think you're the dumb person, and they're probably the same stuff you think about them, the thing, the exact same thing about you, so it's kind of crazy. Uh, I think a lot of times it's probably going to play a factor in, like, how we as countries are, you know, communicating with each other because everybody thinks the other person's like, you know, insane or like complete fools, but you know, that's just what we got to deal with. And Martin Luther King, uh, he had a lot of different messages. Uh, I think a lot of people try to push for the racial equality thing, but I think uh, I was also in the impression he did talk about, you know, maybe not spending your money in places where you're not welcome. Um, it's something I definitely think uh, economically it's important to realize uh you know, I think that is the thing that people listen to the most. So, like, you know, when you're dealing with a business or another person where, like, you know, you want respect, uh, money does talk. So, like, uh, let's say there's a store or a business where, like, I don't think they uh, have my best interest at heart. I don't think they respect me. I stop shopping there and enough people also stop shopping there. That will teach them a lesson as opposed to, let's say you hate the place. You don't like the way they treat you, but you keep going back every week or all the time because you need it then they don't really know. I mean, it's very hard. You have to look from their point, the other person's point of view. It's very hard for them to feel like it's really that bad if you're, like, just taking it. So, you know, I think that's something I really keep in mind. If I don't like where I'm being treated, you know, I may or may not let them know, but then I'll stop shopping there and uh, 
maybe it doesn't really resonate with them unless I make it clear or you organize like massive boycotts. But you know, I think uh, I want to you know spend my money in places where I feel valued and respected as a person. With that being said, uh, then after uh, well, Martin Luther King Day, I had the day off. Well, I don't have a job, so I'm going to the day off. My wife also had the day off. And we went to go get a ramen noodle, which ramen noodle is not what you see in the supermarket. It is something that's very, very special. Uh, ramen noodle, when you see in the supermarket, it's like 10 for a dollar, 10 packs for a dollar. Very, very high in sodium and probably not good for your being alive ability. But when you go to a ramen restaurant, it's really fun. You can get like pork belly buns, um, Korean fried chicken buns. I put pictures on my Twitter so you'll see that. I'm actually recording one of my computers so I can do a little more integration with the podcast. And you get the soup. So you get a broth, which is very well seasoned, uh, not overly seasoned. So, you know, it adds flavor to it, but you're not like eating it and just like feeling disgusted. Uh, you will be very thirsty when you go, when, you, when you're leaving the place and going home. So, you know, drink your water. Uh, you get a meat usually, if you want. I, I go with the pork usually, but they also have chicken or you can go vegetarian. You get an egg. And then, you know, besides the regular spices and vegetables, you might also throw in some mix-ins, such as seaweed, charred corn, mushroom, bamboo shoots, et cetera, et cetera. So you put all that in, and you have a really nice meal. Um, there's a place called Micha in New Haven. I live in Naugatuck. New Haven's about 30 minutes away. It's the only real city to go to. Uh, there is Waterbury, which is right near me, but Waterbury has a lot of people, but it's, it doesn't feel like a city. Like There's not like a place you just go. You can't like park your car and go walking around. There's a place to go shopping, but it's like all like drive to the mall or drive to you know, this shopping plaza. The downtown of Waterbury is it's not that nice. You know, it's not like, you know, it's daytime, it's fine, nighttime, it's horrible. It's just not that nice. I hope, you know, I know running a city is not easy, but I hope whatever can get Waterbury to be a little bit more fun, you know, can happen. Well, you know, not ruining the lives of the people that live there, because uh, I think a lot of times, you know, you see these neighborhoods or cities where, like, oh, we're rebuilding it. But are they building it up for the people that live there, or are they building it up so they can eventually get those people out of there and bring in wealthy people? And you see that all the time, like Bridgeport, and they try to do their, like, little renovation every couple of years, and, you know, uh, they have some success. But then for every success, they might have a failure. So you might bring a new business in, or another business will go out of business. Uh, new York City is the worst. So, uh, you know, the city is a lot nicer looking now, but you can't afford it. So it's like, okay, the people that live there, how can they really even enjoy it? Or they're living like, you know, I don't want to call them Hoovervilles, but they're living in very small places. So, you know, whenever you build a city up, you have to consider, okay, you're building that for people that live there, or to get them out and bring in new people. So, yeah. Um, so the bomb was excellent. Um, I did go back to the gym today. I took yesterday off Martin Luther King Day. I wore my new compression pants, which uh, I got them for multiple reasons. One, they are good for you. They do increase your circulation in your legs. Two, I wear shorts to the gym, so I really enjoy being able to just put the pants on them, wear shorts over them. Uh, you will not see me wearing my compression pants without shorts, because uh, that would just be a little bit too tight. Not that I'm uncomfortable, but you know, I don't think they're really meant for that. <laughs> So I got my compression pants. Uh, uh, I did chest today. I did legs on Sunday. Uh, I'm trying to do more like you know heavier lifting. So there's a squat rack where you can go there, and that's the Smith machine. You're familiar with that? The only thing is those, those uh, places are very popular. Like places, uh, different like you know 
sections of the gym where you can do like your biggest lifting are very popular, so sometimes it's hard to get in there. So I try to like keep my workout moving, but then kind of hover around the area I'm really looking to go, so that way I can just jump right in. So is that? Um, you know, meal plan is going pretty good. Um, you know, you got to be careful, especially deal with a lot of fitness people about posting your food online because they will just rip you to shreds. <laughs> Not a mean way, but you know. Um, you're like, oh, look what I did, and like, oh, you shouldn't have done that, or did you know that what you're doing is actually not that good? So, you know, I make a lot of chicken, so I buy chicken breast tenderloin, like $6, um, and you cook them up, but, and you know, if I'm eating the way I, I would prefer to eat, that only lasts for a day, so, you know, um, it's not super expensive to 